quite honestly, I was really excited. I'm also kind of a little bit of a nerd about photography and things like that. So I was super excited about hearing about the Creative Commons search coming over uh, under WordPress's hat. And so I was really excited about that. Um, I think that is one, I just think is a great cause to 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 uh, maintain that and keep it going as well as I think it'll be a fabulous resource and um, as it gets more integrated into Gutenberg and things like that it's, it's going to be amazing Hey, Bob WP here and welcome to Do The Woo the Woo Commerce Builder Podcast episode 190 this show brought to you by Mindsight is a perfect place to send your clients for maintenance and optimization of the Woo shop you have just built for them. And Yith, giving you a variety of powerful WooCommerce plugins to fit just about any need you may have with your next client site build. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get started as Ronald, Robbie, and myself take on the Woo Roundtable, talking stay the word and other perspectives from 2021. Hi, welcome to another WooCommerce Roundtable. My name is Ronald, and I'm here joined with my panelists, Robbie Adair and Bob himself, Bob WP. So today we're going to talk about the state of the word, which happened a couple of weeks ago, and um, talking about the, the, you know, the memories of your trip to, to New York to be there in person at State of the Word. Uh, um, how was it? What, you know, what, what are your good personal memories from that event? Well, I, I'll tell you. Well, one, I I love New York. I'm a big fan of New York. I go all the time. I love Broadway, and so I go to New York quite often. But I will say it was the it was a very different trip to New York for me because it was I called it my bubble trip. I mean, literally, I was in a bubble. I was at the hotel with these group of people, and then I was at the Stay the Word, and then I was on the plane going home. It was very it was a, a very different trip to New York for me because I usually do so many things in New York. But it was great because. We all, a big group of us had, um, you know, gotten together ahead of time to say where we were going to stay. So we were all staying at the very same hotel. We had meals with every, I had the meals with the exact same people in the exact same restaurant. Every meal I was there, I was like, wow, this is kind of interesting. But it was so fantastic. How many restaurants are there in New York? I know, right? <laughs> right? Bob, Bob did take me to one extra restaurant the night, uh, the day before I was flying out. So that was nice. It was across the street from the hotel. <laughs> we ventured out all the way across the block. <laughs> um, but it was so nice to meet a lot of people that I had never met in person, in person, and have just the, you know, like have a few minutes to sit down and, and chat with them. Uh, you know, I had some people show me demos of their, their plugins and things like that. And in person, it's just so different. I mean, I've met a lot of these people and, and many times online over, you know, this last couple of years, but it's just, you know, it was just nice to actually sit down and be able to see the full body language of someone to be able to look at the same screen at the same time and comment on it. And so that was, um, it was it was very nice. It really was. Now, is are there nerves as we've just talked about before? Yes, you're always nervous about these kind of things. But you know, I I did feel that uh, we had a nice little bubble going there, and so I think that gave us a a little bit of a comfort level. Yeah. Apart from the the actual speech that Matt did, was there a lot of opportunity to to network and mingle before and after? Um, at the, at the hotel, we definitely were, because we were meeting down in the lobby. Like I said, I saw, I had some people who, um, you know, Mark was very gracious and he showed me a, a demo of WS, uh, form, which was amazing to be able to 
see that demo, ask him questions while he was doing that. You know, um, I talked to uh, several other people too. Uh, mainly we met in the lobby or the, the, the restaurant there, you know, we had our meals together, like I said, and, um, you know, we got to talk about plans for the future on some things. Um, I talked to some people obviously about doing some courses for us and I was training and things like that. Um, and so it was, there was networking that went on at the hotel, I would say. At the event itself, it was pretty much we got in and we listened to uh, Matt's talk. And then afterwards, we were there not very, I don't think we were there very long because we also had back at the hotel, back in our same restaurant, we had an event there that we were going to. And so um, there was a little bit of networking afterwards at the state of the word. I mean, I got to talk to Matt and a couple of other people, but otherwise um, I felt like most of the networking happened uh, with whoever you were with at your hotels there, you know? Yeah. Um, Bob, your trip was totally different, probably the opposite from a fast fly in and out visit to New York. Yours took a couple of weeks. Um, it's well documented, of course, how you went by train. So I don't think we have to repeat the whole sequence of events and the whole trip. But just sort of your, you know, your, some of the, the good things that you take away from from your uh, trip to, to to experience the state of the world in person. Yeah, well, for those that don't know what I did, I basically took cross-country Amtrak. And if you're not in the United States, that's our rail system here and it yeah it, so it was a total of about eight days round trip so i i i traveled i was on the train probably a good almost close to six days of those eight days i was in new york two days so i my my idea of this was yeah the centerpiece was state of the word and which was you know what a three-hour event but i thought how can i kind of bring the community along. That was my idea. You know, how can I make this about kind of keeping people connected and updated and, and just a different experience. It was kind of a wild and weird idea I had because I thought I'd never think of something like this. So the, most of the experiences were around everybody I connected with. I mean, uh, and, and some of it was very chance by chance. It's, you know, when you get on a train and you discover that on the same car as you is someone you've known in the WordPress space for years. And this just was a happen chance that we run into each other. And we ended up doing a podcast on the train and having a, a lunch and a breakfast together. Uh, on the way there, I stopped in Chicago for a layover and we had a nice Chicago WordPress get together with about 10 people. Uh, I got off the train. Uh, we took the taxi. Uh, actually, Mike Demo from Codable came on the train early with me and we did a podcast. He, he went from uh, St. Paul to Chicago, which was about seven, eight hours. We arrived late, two hours. And we ran to the Hard Rock and had this great dinner. And I was with them for two hours and I left and got back on the train got in New York and like I can say exactly what Robbie said you know we were all staying at the same hotel so it was this it was it was a cool little bubble of just people reconnecting with uh, people you hadn't seen in a long time and I was able to do some podcasts before State of the Word and after State of the Word actually in my hotel room which was kind of bizarre and um, and Robbie and Robert interviewed Corey. They locked me in the closet and they decided to take over the podcast and they had a, a great time doing that. And then on the 
way back, I, you know, reflected a bit more on Stay the Word. I stopped in Chicago, met up with Zach, who is another co-host. So the whole thing was this very different community connection for eight days. And it was centered around, I mean, when I got to the event, it was, it was great. And like Robbie said, there was, you know, maybe there was about an hour. We did have a thing going on and an hour of networking. And the thing I think I noticed most about it was Matt Mullenweg. And he was in his zone. I'd never really seen him with a small group of people. And, you know, this is kind of his WordPress peeps. I mean, you always see him at the large conferences and everybody wants a piece of him. But he was his whole, I don't know, his attitude. He was, I've never seen him laugh, smile and talk so much with people. And he was definitely, you know, in his, um, yeah, he was, he was, it was a different map than I've ever seen at a WordCamp. And I think that intimacy of a smaller group, although, you know, you wouldn't want that moving forward because you want to be able to get back to normal word camps and say the word. But that, I think we all experienced something that unfortunately a lot of people maybe will never experience, but that smaller collection of people that came from different parts of the country. Some of them were New York natives and just being there for that amount of time. And, and yeah, it was, it was, you know, I've been doing this for 13 years, going to WordCamps, and this was this was the most unique experience I've ever had uh, traveling to any kind of WordPress event in yeah. a lot of different ways. It's like a, a small, intimate gig that uh, you know you enjoy, and it's a totally different atmosphere. Yeah, that's that's great. And Matt was, he, I agree with Bob though. Matt was definitely he was in his element. I, he he seemed very relaxed. Um, he got to visit with lots of people. Um, it was, it was great. And the funny thing is, Bob, you said you, I, and I did see him at uh WordCamp US, but, and that's, and it's so big, but I had also met Matt years ago, like I think it was 2013. I met him. We, he actually came and spoke at our Joomla world conference. Um, he came as well as Dries from Drupal came. So we had the three, the three guys there out there <laughs> talking about the three CMSs and it was really cool. And I got to meet him there, which it was a very small event, kind of like this. And he was also, you know, just very chatty and, and relaxed. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, I yeah. got a picture with him again. So I have a picture with him, you know, back in 2013. And then at this one, it's kind of cool. Different, different conferences. Yeah, and and what has happened to uh, WordPress, of course. But um, let, let's also stick put WooCommerce back into it. So, um, in, in terms of WordPress and, and WooCommerce, um, you know, a lot of new announcements were made. And you know, are there any ones, any of these announcements you quite excited about, or even even nervous about, um, Robbie? Is there anything that stick out for you? Hmm. Wow. And there were a lot of announcements. You are correct. Um, I, quite honestly, I was really excited. I'm also kind of a little bit of a nerd about photography and things like that. So I was super excited about hearing about the Creative Commons search coming over uh, under WordPress's hat. And I, so I was really excited about that. Um, I think that is one, I just think is a great cause to, to, to uh, maintain that and keep it going as well as I think it'll be a fabulous resource. And um, as it gets more integrated into Gutenberg and things like that, it's, it's going to be amazing. Um, and I think just as Matt kind of indicated in his talk that this will expand Gutenberg outside of the WordPress. I mean, it's already in Drupal. You can, you can run Gutenberg in Drupal. Um, and I think we'll see it in more, in more places now. And so 
I think that to me is a real exciting thing because it's kind of like taking, you know, the WordPress uh, and, and kind of uh, starting to needle it out into other other uh, areas and other spaces. So I think that's a really cool thing. Uh, I'll go, go over to Bob. If, uh, but the, uh, in terms of the photography and, um, you know, the, the vision that he um, shared with us, I think it's, it's something that, of course, has been building for quite some some years. But it's it's so nice to see that and have have a, a little window of what that could be in a couple of years' time. And it's it's it goes beyond WordPress. It goes beyond the platform or the you know the plugins or the code. And I think it's a it's a beautiful uh, beautiful thing that could happen. Yeah. You know, I I think and having been at almost every state of the word in person, you know, it's always great to see the you know. With the contributor, you know, how many contributors, the growth of WordPress, uh, you know, the the technical stuff. I I, I kind of go back to, you know, what Robbie said and also, also that whole open verse that they're they're starting. You know, that's the stuff because it's and I think it what resonated with a lot of people is and Robbie is reflective of that as well, is the new reaching out to, you know, like bring it in the, um, you know, what she was talking about, uh, the open verse where they're going to be setting that up where people could submit images. It's the new innovative stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it's always innovative Gutenberg and, you know, 5.9 and everything going on technically. But I think that's what excites everybody a, a little bit more is that kind of, I don't want to say more global WordPress, but bringing in other stuff and, and, and the growth of it that way, rather than just looking always at the growth of the tool WordPress and what the next version is. So again, that, that's what, you know, that's what I liked. And it was interesting and I'll, I'll just bring it up with woo. Since he didn't mention woo in the Q and a, I had to go up there and it was, I, I kind of put Matt on the spot because I know Matt is not, you know, Wu is not his huge. I mean, you know, he's looking at all this stuff, the broader picture. So I know where to step when I talk to Matt with Wu. I don't want to get into the specifics and say, you know, what do you think about blocks or what do you think about this? But so I gave did it general and, you know, kind of give us a taste of what I just wanted his impression of what he thought or what his vision was for Wu. And what I thought was interesting was it was very generic about how he wants to see Gutenberg working more, you know, cause he's all about Gutenberg. And I think he compared it to, you know, we need more Gutenberg. We need more cowbell. So it was a general answer, but it was almost a spot on answer. I maybe anticipated and also hoped he would say, because just talking to, you know, all the builders, I mean, there's always that undertone of, well, you know, it'd be nice if WooCommerce worked better with Gutenberg since this is where everything is going. So it was it was very satisfying, you know, I mean, to hear him at least looking at it that way and, you know, kind of making it his wish list of what Woo and Gutenberg would be doing. So so that was uh, so I so I was yeah, I was I was glad he, um, you know, yeah, I had to poke at him. You know, he he probably knew what was coming when I was up there. So. <laughs> I think everyone w- expected that whenever you went to the yeah. mic, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would have uh, come up on, uh, you know, what's happening with Jetpack, for example. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, uh, just a, one thing I, I was thinking about whenever Bob was talking about that too, though, is that 
you know, <clears throat> yes, you know, I feel like the Gutenberg is something that Matt sees as reaching out into other areas and which pulls people back to the WordPress world, right? But I will say, I feel like WooCommerce, even though it doesn't reach out in other areas, I do feel like WooCommerce was actually one of the biggest draws for people outside of the WordPress world to come to WordPress because of the lack of really good e-commerce plugins in the other CMSs out there. So I've always said that WooCommerce is one of the reasons why a lot of people move to WordPress from other mm. platforms. Always, I've said that. And yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And so I do think the integration with Gutenberg is going to like make this both directions now, right? So yeah, no, absolutely. Um, do you think that um, WordPress, as you know, you've you've been going to say that the word for quite a few years, Bob, and and I know Robbie, you as well. You've heard Matt speak um, a few years back uh, together with the other open source founders. Do you think that WordPress as a project is becoming too big? Because now we talk about Openverse. A few years ago it was Gutenberg. Um, you know, WooCommerce is an integral part of of this ecosystem. That you know the the announcements and and the innovation that it's so you know especially for newcomers becomes too too big and not quite sure what, what to make of it all. Are we talking WordPress? Are we talking you know Web three point oh? What you know, what's going on? By the way, so Ronald, this that question that you're asking me, I, I have to share with you because I've been getting more involved in in WordPress. I mean, I've been involved in Joomla somewhat in. Um, Drupal and Automatic and then WordPress for a few years now. But I've been, you know, especially after Stay the Word, you get come back and you're like, woo, you're so excited. You want to get more involved. And the more I get involved in more teams, I'm like, wow, even I'm hitting a little overload. It is, it is huge. It is the WordPress ecosystem is huge. And there's so many people involved. The teams are really large. They're great. I mean, you know, I, I think this is good. You have so many volunteers that are involved, but wow, it is a little um, daunting and overwhelming for new people. Sorry to uh, interrupt you, but you, you've said you know that it's it's so large. There was a, a screenshot he shared about or a statistic on when it comes to acquisitions, and I think that's that really you know for me was uh, you know a very obvious sign or um, um, status of where WordPress is certainly at in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And but I did like that he what he shared was because I think he wanted to address that some people were a little worried that there were so many acquisitions that we were starting to make big, you know, uh, monopolies as it were. Um, but it's happening everywhere in tech. He's absolutely right in bringing that up. It's everywhere in tech. It, I mean, I don't know if you watch outside of the WordPress world. Yeah. It's happening in all the platform worlds. It's happening just in, in technology in general. I mean, it's much easier for a company if they've got the funds to buy another company than it is to create that product. And so that we're just seeing a lot of it. It's just happening. Um, so I was glad that he pointed out that this isn't unique to the WordPress world. It is everywhere. Now we're seeing it in the WordPress world for sure. I mean, it's like every day I'm looking at Twitter, like who bought who today, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, I do, it, it is, it is large though. Back to that point. It is a very large uh, community. Is it too large? I don't think so. I mean, I think it just gives you longevity the the more your community, the larger your community is. And so I think that that's a, a good thing. Whenever communities start to dwindle, that's when you start getting worried. 
uh, developers start getting worried about their products, things like that, you know. So I think. But you have um, you have now smaller ecosystems. You have the, the WooCommerce ecosystem, and you'll soon have the Metaverse. And um, you know, within Gutenberg and Full Self Editor, there's a there's a mini community, and even certain form builders. So I think you know, it's not that you can't be part of one if you're part of one, but you know, you, you're part of multiple circles, ecosystems uh, as part of that. But to say I am. Uh, you know everything about WordPress that's almost impossible now because it's just simply too too big correct hey Bob WP here and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of do the woo if you build WooCommerce sites whether you're a freelancer small business or agency often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales. But MindSize has you covered. Now what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store, giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. Yith has been developing and selling WooCommerce plugins since 2015 with more than 2.3 million activations. As a Woo builder, you can count on a single framework that gives you reassurance of multiple plugin compatibility. With plugins for dynamic pricing, memberships, wish lists, gift cards, and multi-currency, just to name a few, they will have you covered for just about any WooShop build. And lastly, their plugins have full compatibility with Gutenberg, Elementor, and all the popular page builders and themes. Check out Yith and their commitment to the greater WordPress and Woo community, as well as their loyal customers at yiththemes.com. And now let's head back to the show. I mean, when I look at two things, I look at, you know, first, the kind of the people more involved with WordPress like us and the kind of the deeper community. I I don't think it can get too large. If you're if people are overwhelmed, then that's I hate to say it. That's their fault because they're trying to grasp too much. They're trying to wrap their brain around everything and do everything and be everything. It's like, you know, take parts of it, you know. Yeah, you can have the general knowledge of this is happening, this is happening, this is cool, understanding what's going on. But when you actually put in your efforts, whether it's contributing or your business or whatever, you're going to have a piece of it that you're going to focus on. And that piece is going to be, you know, whether it's your plug in or whatever, you need to be aware of everything else, but you don't need to be totally involved in every aspect of it. It's like anything that grows, you know, I mean, anything even in our personal lives, you know, we know everything that we can do tech-wise to our homes and to our lives. If we tried to take every little piece of that and constantly work it into our lives, we'd go drive ourselves mad. So we pick and choose. So the community needs to do that. And, you know, the majority of people that are the users that are, you know, they just, yeah, they're using WordPress. 
they don't give a whatever about most of the stuff. They'll care about acquisitions. They care about an acquisition. If a plugin they're using is bought and that person really screws it up, yeah, then they're going to care in. about yeah. it. They, you know, they, they don't care that if it, that plugin continues to work wonderfully and everything, that's a little piece of a tool they're using. They, you know, a lot of this stuff, the drama, the, you know, everything we talk about, you know, they're going to make that decision how much you're going to get into it. But a lot of them are just, you know, WordPress is a tool. They know that community is there to help them and they may use that through a Facebook group or whatever. But, you know, they're not obsessed with it like a lot of us are. But it creates opportunities as well. Yeah. You, you know, know you, you have now the big business being bought up by some of the hosting companies. And, you know, you have this, this big uh, gap in the middle of uh, solopreneurs and developers that now want to start to create products and maybe at a more competitive uh, rate than, you know, the, the, the bigger ones. So I see there's, there's, a, there's a lot of movement now that some bigger uh, companies have been bought up. So it's an exciting time as well. Yeah, and, and I think back of when I used, used to use Microsoft Word, I used it a lot, you know, way back in the day. I don't know when it was. It was, you know, pre-WordPress or whatever. But I didn't care about Microsoft. I didn't pay attention to what Microsoft was doing. I didn't read, you know, everything. I just, it was a tool I used. It did its job. And I was good with that. So I never thought of it as, is Microsoft becoming too big? <laughs> yeah. No. What does that really matter is I'm typing my little document here. Yeah, and I do think that Bob hit the the nail on the head there is that we have way more WordPress and WooCommerce users out there than we have members of the community by far. I mean, yeah. and the community is big. So just imagine how many users are out there. I mean, so it's, uh, yeah, we definitely have a lot more users. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there anything on the roadmap that worries you that you think, oh, I really ought to spend some time looking into that? For example, the, the full site editing or any aspects of the, the Gutenberg that you really ought to get into? I knew you were going to say full site editing because I think that's what everybody was thinking whenever you were like, is there anything that you're a little worried about? Everybody's <laughs> nervous about that. It's like, I've seen a few little videos, but I'm not quite sure how to do it yet. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, especially for WooCommerce. I mean, it's an exciting time, but at the same time, also quite nerve wracking. I don't know. I'm a little split on it. And this is what I mean by that is one, do I think it could be a really awesome and cool thing? Absolutely. I do. And I, I, I immediately thought of when, when I looked at that one, I think, Oh geez, well, what about the, the themes or the page builders that uh, people are using or my clients are using or whatever, you know, do I, do I say, well, maybe we should just look at this and, and not use those, but I don't think so. Um, when I do think we might though is, um, so if you're working with Gutenberg to the point that you're trying to do um, React DOM blocks so that you can go to React Native to make mobile apps very easily and things like that, I can see how now, hmm, this could be really a cool concept. Then if I can do my full site editing with Gutenberg and do everything with blocks, it's going to make my my integration over to the mobile app world a little easier. And so for me, that's where I started seeing, Hey, wait, let me think about this just a minute. So, so with some of our clients in so, certain unique positions, I think this might be something we definitely look at for them. Um, but then for other clients, I think maybe it's a little, it might not be what's the best answer for them because maybe what their best answer was, was, you know, they, they use Elementor, they're comfortable in it and, and they know how to do the, the landing pages that they set up or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? So for some of them, I think it would be taking away a tool that they're comfortable with and that it might be confusing, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. Like I said, 
because I do see how it could make it more uh, integrated with other things such as mobile applications and such. So that part of it, I'm really, that's, that really has me excited and really interested in taking a deeper dive into it. That's an interesting uh, thought actually. Um, Because the one I was thinking about was for example, uh, more in the marketing and using blogs for newsletters, which I think Matt used as an example uh, as well and how you could extend that in, into other uh, platforms. It's, um, yeah, because then you know it, it, you, you learn one skill and it's it, use it on many other um, platforms. So there is there is a lot of opportunity there as well. Mm-hmm. And same for WooCommerce, right? WooCommerce gets more integrated with Gutenberg. Gutenberg uh, allows you to do React DOM to React Native, and so now you've got again. It's now now I'm taking my e-commerce to mobile applications if I want to, or other types of applications. I shouldn't just use mobile application, but other yeah. other connected. Uh, environments but before that happens we will get frustrated and we will say why why why, <laughs> why? bring back the classic and uh <laughs> yeah so we have a bit of frustration ahead of us that, that's one thing I'm, I'm pretty sure about I will I will say I'm glad that I came in after like I came in heavy after Gutenberg was introduced and so I didn't I I never had the oh I want to go back to classic I never had that uh which I'm kind of glad about I mean and I and I understand other people's frustrations because they were used to something but personally I I I like Gutenberg I'm a big fan so um you know, I, I was glad I, I didn't have that torn feeling. Yeah, that, the moment I, I realized this when, when my um, eldest son was using Gutenberg, like there was nothing else, and uh, he just gets on with it as if it's it's always been like that. Like, actually, that that that's a really good point because you know, if you don't know better, it's the norm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, Bob. Was it you who did the like different uh, the ages of people coming into WordPress, as it were, yeah. whatever, the fate, the stages? Yeah, <laughs> the eras, so, yeah. yeah, the eras. Yeah, I was definitely post Gutenberg, and so well, I mean, I worked with, I had done some things with WordPress before that, but it was pretty minimal, you know. And so I, I worked in the classic editor as well. But when I really started dig- digging in, Gutenberg was there, and I, I just embraced it immediately because I was like, well, that's what they say is future. Let me just do this, and I enjoyed it. So. <laughs> What um, era are you then, uh, Bob? I'm I'm in the. Um, I think I was in version 2.0, according to my thing. Because I is that uh, a prehistoric? Uh... Yeah, it was more that around 2010 when everybody. I mean, I started in 2007, but I got really in the community. So I was more involved with the community in 2010, and um, yeah, that's when. And that's when, like, we talked about. Uh, I think the podcast is coming out this week or next week on Post Status where David and I talked about that. And we had a great, we really got deep into it. It was a lot of fun talking about the community. But um, yeah, I think that was a time when a lot of, I mean, Yoast, Gravity Forms, all these ones came out, these kind of lo- the ones that have been around a long time. And when I talk to a lot of people, it's like, oh yeah, around 2010 is when I really started getting into WordPress. So there's this, this, this era there that, you know, I think was pretty defining, but, but, and, and with your question on the roadmap, I, I, I loved uh, Robbie's answer because it was perfect because for me, you know, I, I don't, I'm more empathetic when it comes to the roadmap because everybody I deal with has other concerns or whether they're embracing it, you know, when they embrace it, I say, great, when they're concerned because of their product or, you know, they have 5,000, 
clients and they're always wor- they're worried about some upheaval. So, you know, I'm I'm more empathetic that way. You know, personally, I don't give a damn what happens. You know, I I roll with the punches. It's like John Gutenberg. Yeah, OK, I'll learn that. You know, when I had the site redone, they did it on using Beaver Builder. And, you know, I, I paused for a moment thinking, well, you know, should it be Gutenberg? Should it be blocks and all this stuff? But I also relied on the company that was doing it for me to know the best solution. And that wasn't going to be a solution that would be defunct, you know, in a matter of 12 months or something. So I just, I just, I just went with their recommendation for what they thought and what I wanted, what they thought I needed and what I wanted. So, so it's, yeah. So roadmap is, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not stressed about anything. Maybe it's my age. I don't know what it is. But, you know, it's like I've I've done this. That's how I've been in the WordPress space is I'm I don't I go with the flow. And it's it's very, you know, my my overall opinion of it is we're in the tech world. And if you can't embrace change and try to, you know, at some point start. Using it more or 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 at least be a voice to make it go in the right direction, then you're in the wrong space. Because if anything, you know, change is inevitable in this space. And maybe some people disagree with that change. And, you know, I understand there. It's worrying, though, if you fall asleep for a year, isn't it? And uh, and then wake up and, and suddenly th- a lot of things have changed. That's probably what, what happened to you, Robbie, with, you know, moving away a little bit from WordPress, coming back and then realizing, wow, it's uh, mm-hmm. so much has happened. And, you know, it's a quick, steep learning curve. But You know what? But it, it's just that's that is the overall technology world. I remember when I was it is, yeah. um, I first learned uh, coding, I was learning Pascal and basic. Now I just dated myself really badly there. But anyway, and then I kind of stepped away from uh, development for a few years and then like, oh, oh well, let me get interested in this again. And when I did, it was like it had all switched to object oriented, which is a totally different concept, you know. And so I felt like like years and years and years behind. Um, and it was just it was totally different. So like you step away for a year, two years and come back into anything technology wise. And it's just a, it's a new world. So I think that that I think we I think that, though, probably we like that people that stay in technology, right? I mean, we're never bored. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely keeps us active. Yeah. yeah. You know, Robbie, that makes me think of it. It's interesting because in the early 80s, I took, um, yeah, it's, you know, the 1980s, <laughs> the, I, I took um, computer programming at a community college and I was learning Pascal assembly language, COBOL, mm-hmm. basic, and it seemed like there was maybe one other one. But I took one year of it and I hated it. It was the most nightmarish year I ever existed. But at that point, I learned two things. I learned how to be very adaptive with technology. And I learned that, okay, I'm entering something that this is going to change all the time. I mean, I, I could sense, and I remember our instructor at the end of the course said, thank you all for learning this. In six months, everything you learned is going to be obsolete good luck. And, you know, it was like, I I thought, okay, this is the world I'm entering when I get into computers at that point. And I'd been in it already previous to that a while, but, um, it's, yeah, it's like, 
um, Robbie said. Yeah, but it's like any language. If you don't practice it, yeah. if you don't keep it up, you forget mm-hmm. about it. And you go on holiday to, you know, vacation, sorry, that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. Vacation to, uh, to Paris, then you want to order something and it's like, oh, I should uh. really know how to do that in French. But yeah, it's, it's of course, it's similar. Um, so, and just final thoughts on Web uh, 3.0, you know, that there's a lot of talk about. Do you know what it actually means? What, what, you know, can you picture, can you paint a picture of what that means? The, you know, Matt shared a little bit of, of, you know, sort of a decentralized, um, of, of information and, and we all own it and share it. And, you know, is that something that occupies your, your mind at the moment? Probably I'd see you that wondering. Mm, I, it- does it does it occupy my mind? <laughs> no, not at the moment, really. And can I describe it? Well, good grief! Let me give you like five different def- definitions that I've found online. I mean, really, there is. It's, I don't know if anybody can truly define it just yet, in my opinion, because I hear different things from different people about it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I'm not losing sleep over it, but I do try to read and keep up because just like we were just talking, everything changes so quickly in our world. We have to try and keep up with things. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, when blockchain was introduced and and things like that, it was just like, okay, let me try to wrap my head around this complex subject that no one hardly understands. And then let me apply it to all these different things like cryptocurrency and NFTs and yada, yada, right? I mean, so (laughs) it's, it's like, to me though, I always, and it's kind of the way, it's the way I learn. I feel like anyway, is I always like to get the, the, the core concepts of things, the foundation before I can learn all the other um, items. And so that was where I tried to you know, before I got into buying any crypto, I wanted to learn about blockchain technology first. So I would understand the underlying technology that they're basing this on. Um, and so I have a, I'm not, I'm just going to say I have a, a, a best intermediate, but probably more beginner uh, knowledge of blockchain. I understand the, the core concepts and everything. And so, um, but, you know, as we start talking about Web3, and that's part of it, I know, but it feels like it's a bigger concept than that. So I definitely would not be the one to provide the definition of what I think it is at this moment, because I would just be giving you a Robbiepedia entry, and we probably don't want that on Do the Woo. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, yeah. It would be interesting. Though. But Bob, what, 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 uh, how do you link that with WooCommerce? That, that's going to be a trick for you there. Uh, oh, man, I don't know. I'm just hoping I learn some of it for my guests. You know, that's <laughs> really it. The rest of it's got to come by osmosis, you know, because, yeah, I... I, 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 right now I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm baffled with it. I, you know, it's kind of like Robbie said, I hear all this stuff and, you know, NFTs throwing left and right. And I'm like, I, there's certain concepts I, I can grasp, but the interest isn't maybe quite there yet for me. It's very far in the future, isn't it? You know, it's like, okay, it'll, it'll come. Yeah. It'll come when it needs to come. And yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping. I. I think next month we have somebody that actually um, started um, a plugin where you can, you know, take stuff on WordPress sites through all that or monies and you know I don't know. See, I can't even explain it. And um, him, he'll be on with Brad and I, and Brad's really into that. So I'm going to let them go at it. But hopefully that will be uh, somewhat 
educational, probably to myself and to the listeners. So, um, yeah. I wonder if we come to a time when we uh, when we look at um, cart and checkout and pressing that pay button, if that's that's you know this is that moment where we say, oh, do you remember those days when we had a cart? page you know to do something and and take things out of the cart whether that's you know going to be totally reinvented with uh with just immediate purchase pretty much yeah i yeah that's that's a good question you know i i mean you know i guess you could go back 10 years and say where were we at then and you think god who's who knows what's to come you know yeah, yeah in a way that hasn't changed much so if we just think about buying stuff and we buy it which could be scary almost Alexa, but through the brain. Um, I don't know. <laughs> My neurochip, I'm going to uh, start purchasing some things. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, the headphones that Bob are wearing, it's like, cha, instantly it's in your, uh, <laughs> it's purchased. Um, so I think we're going to leave it with that thought of uh, what the future would look like with WooCommerce and whether we still have a card page in 10 years' time or we'll look back as actually nothing really much has changed. So I want to thank the my panelists, Bob and uh, Robbie, very much for that time. And we'll see you again at the next episode of the WooCommerce Roundtable, if not for the next Do The Woo. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends, Mindside.com for your perfect partner to take on maintenance and optimization of your client sites and yet a collection of plugins to fill just about any need you may have. Make sure to follow us either on Twitter, on the podcast here at dothewoo.io or on your favorite podcast app. Until the next time. <laughs>